0: Toxic masculinity is referred to as traditional and cultural masculine norms that can be harmful to men, women, and society at large. Now, you definitely want to be tuned into this episode to hear not just what this entails, but to get a healthy perspective on masculinity as well. But what do I know?
1: Finan- uh, not financial support, sorry. Emotional mm. support. Even being able to have a great intellectual conversation with somebody, yeah. Some of you guys can't tap into it. So guess all you got Shade. is money, right? Like, <laughs> it's Shade. Suffi-
0: this is But What Do I Know podcast with Chid Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boa What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode, season two, episode 12, and we are back on a Wednesday with some great content to get you through the rest of your week. All right, so before we get into things, if this is your first time tuning in and hearing the sound of my voice, firstly, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoy this episode and that you keep coming back. Make sure that you are liking, subscribing and interacting with us on, you know, all social platforms at BWDIK podcast. And if you've already been listening to this podcast, you're already in the know. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Make sure that you're already subscribed and interacting and commenting. And that is all greatly appreciated. All right. Well, I hope you're all having a wonderful week. I hope it's productive, restful. You know, I hope it's going well. I hope you're crossing things off your to-do list, you know, and I hope that you're getting some time for yourself to just rest as well. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our clue-in segment for this episode. All right, so our clue in segment this week is going to be rather brief, and we're going to focus on TV shows and music. There's been a lot of really interesting TV shows that have been released lately, so let's talk about a few. You know, obviously, one of the popular ones, Squid Game, <laughs> really, really good, and um, I'm not quite done season the first season yet. I know there's only one season. I'm on episode seven, so I have like two or three more left, but I really like that it depicts so accurately human nature and how humans react to situations of desperation, especially when it has to do with money. So I really loved it. Love the storyline. I'm sure if you listen to this, you've already watched the TV show. So feel free to let me know what you thought about it. So that's Squid Game. Uh, I had previously mentioned Raising Canaan. The Power Series, Power Book Three. That was also a really good TV show. I enjoyed it. I finished season one. Can't wait for season two. The acting was great. The storyline was really interesting. And I'm starting to now see how Kanan's character becomes what he was in Power Book One, in the first uh, Power Series. So that's Raising Kanan. And then there's BMF, similar sort of storyline, and also executive produced by 50 Cent. Again, telling the story based on true story and telling the story of the Black Mafia family. So that's another really interesting one as well. But the one that we've all been waiting for, Insecure, is back. Season five, the final season. And I know there are going to be several watch parties and listening parties. The first episode dropped this past Sunday. And I was, you know, busy completing things this past weekend, including work and getting this episode out. So I didn't indulge yet, but I definitely will be. While you're listening to this episode, I'm most likely going to be watching Insecure. So, <laughs> so definitely we'll be letting you all know what I thought of the first episode of season five in the next podcast episode. But I believe that's it when it comes to TV shows. Those are all that are sort of on my radar. I'm really excited for Insecure. I can't wait to see where the storyline goes. If Issa and Lawrence get back together. If Condola's in the picture. What happens with the baby. Molly and Issa's friendship. A lot. A lot that they have to sort of tie up together. So I'm interested to see how they do it. All right. And then getting into music... You know, I always share the song of the week. But before we get into that, I know there are a couple of albums that we are. And when I say we, I mean the lovers of R&B, the lovers of Neo Soul. We're anticipating several sort of projects this fall. I really hope Scissor drops. I know there have been rumblings and rumors that her albums come in. I really hope she drops this fall. Summer Walker, of course, has announced that she's also releasing some music. So I can't wait for that. Adele is also releasing an album, and her single was "Fire." Summer single, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but I'm still excited for the album. But Adele's single was just, whew, was just great, and I'm looking forward to her project. So I feel like fall is just a great season for R and B. You know, just listen to some music while you're snuggled up under your blanket with some candles lit. It's such a good vibe, and I can't wait to just get more and more of these R&B tracks and albums coming this season. I can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. All right. So for our song of the week this week, we are listening to Chants by Jules Projects and Te Iwa. This is obviously an Afrobeats inspired. Once you hear Jules, you know it's Afrobeats <laughs> or at least Afro inspired. But I definitely love this one. I love the beat. I love Project's verse on this song. Tay, of course, comes in with the smooth vocals. Jules never really disappoints. So it's just, it's, it's a really good combination of the three artists coming together. So let's go ahead and get into this one. This is Chance. Baby, can you give me something? Give me some- for me, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Call me whenever you're ready for. Mm-hmm. Girl, I Need some love in baby. I don't wanna dance. But you put me in a trance. Give me a chance. That romance. Oh. All right. So that is Chance by Jules Projects and Tay. Definitely has a groove to it. I love listening to it. And even though it is more of like a summer type of song, I'm still enjoying dancing to that while I clean this fall, while I'm at work, while I'm like, you know, (laughs) writing my notes for an episode. It's definitely lit with that track. So make sure you check it out. However you enjoy your music, that is chance. So let's go ahead and get into our main segment for this episode. I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation. I had a good friend of mine and, you know, he joined me in the studio and we had such a good, candid conversation on manhood, masculinity, toxic masculinity, just our experiences and lessons that he had learned And I was just really, I really enjoyed recording this particular conversation with him. So let's go ahead and get into it. So, today, for our main segment, I got sitting across from me, Ibu, also known as Mr. Activated. I love that yeah, as yeah. soon as you said that, as soon as I said that, you touched your, your shirt that you says... Got, you gotta stay on brand. You know, right? you've like, officially been activated. That's what's up. Ibu uh, is... I kind of want to say that you're well-known in the community. You know, you dibble and dabble. You're a radio host, mm-hmm. podcast host of your own activated podcast. Yep. You dibble and dabble in video. So all around creative, entrepreneur type vibe. Yes. Put it like that. So, um, yeah. Welcome to the show, Ibu. How are you feeling today?
1: Uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling yeah. great. It's about time. Oh. Um, <laughs> I've been waiting. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get into the details, but thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me here. Mm-hmm. Dope studio that you got. And, uh, you know. On point with the introduction. Even though I hate the creative world. And, yeah? Because I feel like it's, it's such a... Especially right now, it's a, it's a thing. Everybody is Everybody's a creative. a creative. A lot of y'all not creating much, to be quite honest with you.
0: <laughs> Everyone's a creative yeah, or yeah. content like, creator.
1: Exactly. So, but like you said, yeah, I do dibble and dabble in many, many different things. I'm on radio every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I started with the podcast. And I have a... I like to call it a very tiny production company. And mm-hmm. I call it tiny, but... Funny enough, on my on my drive here, I was thinking about it, I was like, this really doesn't fit as a, I shouldn't call it tiny because it does make a substantial amount of money. Not to equate every mm-hmm. value to money, but it's like, damn, like this, you're, is, you you're know I mean? this is doing something. this, but I call it tiny because it's a one-man show for me right now. It's just me, I do everything, so, you know. Right. But thank you for having me. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thank you for coming. I know you're a very busy guy. <laughs> I feel like between the both of us trying to schedule to even uh, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. like, we, we're good with phone calls. Phone calls, we do check-ins, whatever. But it's like, can I see you in person? And then it gets to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm busy this day, that day, but I appreciate it. I know you're busy, you know. It's funny because you just hosted an event yesterday, too. So yeah. I was like, I haven't Man.
1: been home yet. This is, you know, I'm I'm yeah. This how dedicated I am to coming here. I haven't what? been to my house yet <laughs> um but you know it's 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 being busy I hate I, I hate even telling people I'm busy but sometimes priorities things come up and then unfortunately you just have to reshuffle like mm-hmm. if I have an event to do and it and it come at me last minute I can't move the event and if I agree to do it, unfortunately some things that if I have room to move it around I would
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I appreciate you for you know yeah. For, for moving around and, you know, yeah. I, I was looking forward to this for sure.
0: For sure. Well, thank you. Me too. All right. So for our conversation today, we are talking masculinity, manhood, all Ooh. that good stuff. You Hot know, topic. I've been looking forward to having this conversation because I feel like <laughs> this is not a conversation I can have on my own. I definitely need to have a, a man mm-hmm. um, or male identifying individual across from me having this conversation with me. Yeah. So I appreciate you being here. So we'll start with this. What does being a man, like what does manhood, when you, when you kind of hear that word, what does that mean to you?
1: For me, so we, we got to talk about, so when, when I hear that, I'm thinking about the early stages of mm-hmm. me coming into, you know, going to adolescence and and, and at the time, um, transitioning into manhood, right? Like, so I grew up in the U.S., so, you know, the, looking back at it, the way that we were, we were taught to be men it's completely different than how I look at manhood now uh, where I am today. So manhood to me, and I thought it was just, you know, it was, it was being a leader. Mm-hmm. is was, was being a provider. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's shown strength, power, mm. assertive, uh, driven, you know, all of these, you know, good quality for men to have. The only thing is we weren't taught to. We weren't taught the other side, meaning like we weren't taught to, to, to have a little bit of room for vulnerability, uh, empathy, showing love, caring, even though it, you know, it depends on who you are, like as a man or whatever it is. But we completely eradicated that from who we are. So now we became right. tough, strong, mm-hmm. emotionless.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then. When I started dating, and I mean like intentionally dating and trying to be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. this is when everything that I was missing was kind of exposed. So you think about it as a basketball player, if you never work on your left, the day that the defense figured that out, it doesn't matter how great your right is, you can't go left. Mm -hmm. And that's what Mm -hmm. I think that, um, that's when I start to realize that, you know what, man, I'm lacking all these other things. And it wasn't taught to me, my you know I didn't get it from my dad or nothing like that. So now, you know you're like early thirties, late twenties, literally feeling like you're 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 figuring everything else out from the very beginning. Which is, it's a tough transition to make if you're not conscious about it. So because you either look at it and go, "This is too hard for me to continue," correct, um, or, nah, I gotta do something about this because you know long term wise, it'll just make me a better. A better man, per se. Mm -hmm. Hope I answered that. Yeah, no,
0: that's interesting. So (laughs) I guess you would say like you had one perspective of what you thought manhood, masculinity was. And then over time, that has sort of like shifted and changed. And and, I mean, I know you you reference intentional dating and your relationship with women sort of being one of that. But was there anything else that sort of like shifted your view on like, listen, it's not just about this. Mm There's this other side to it as well, like you said.
1: Yeah. For me, it's woman, right? Like, I, and I give woman the absolute credit for everything that I try to be better at.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. woman will look at you in your face and tell you, hey, man, what you're doing is you're hurting me. Right. Mm. And it, it's not the greatest feeling to, to, to hear as a man. Mm-hmm. And then you right away, you start to like, now you want to overcompensate. Yo, but I'm a man. You know what I mean? But it's like, if you pay attention to what the woman is telling you, all she really wants from you is like, yo. I love everything about you, but just adjust this part yeah. and it will be fine. So for me, uh, men never challenge me, right? Because in mm. the circle I mean, I'm in, I've always usually been the dominant male. So right. I never get challenged in many ways. It's the woman that's been challenging me because as a woman, she's not challenging me uh, from a sense of like trying to challenge my manhood. She just challenged me in places that I lack it. Mm. So therefore you take that and you go back. And once again, if you're intentional about who you're trying to be, You might not hear everything from what she's saying, of course, it takes time, but some things should stand out, right? Like, so for me, that's when I started to realize, yo, I was pulling, you know, one way and it it was too much. Uh, I remember even like being like as early as 12, 13, um, because I was a mean kid growing up, right? Mm. And then this girl told me straight up, she's like, yo, if you continue this way, you you won't have any friends. Mm. And then, I mean, to this day, right, like I still, it's still stuck to me. And I was just like, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing too much. Like I I was. Switch something. (laughs) And this is the asshole in me back in the days. Like I, you know, we asked these Nokia phones. Mm. I would take the girl's phone and literally take it apart. Cause you know, that phone comes apart like the keyboard and (laughs) and I would hide it in a park. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then when she said that to me at that point, I had to, you know, think and, and look back and go, yeah, that doesn't feel good. Right. And then trying to readjust and and, and, um, and be better from that. But in my life, it's always women has always challenged me. Mm-hmm. And w- woman is the reason why I want to be better. Wow. Yeah.
0: But it's not, I just want to clear this up for the listeners, because yeah. you're saying women are challenging you. Women are the reason I want to be better. I just want to confirm with you that it's not just romantic women that you're attached to, but just women in general. Or is it strictly a romantic thing? Um, you just want to be better so you can be attached romantically no it's not it's, not it's
1: not just romantic yeah okay. it's been also like friends uh the 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 women in my life that are friends this is like more recent
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: but for the more part it's, it is usually with somebody i was romantically involved with kind of actually no i shouldn't even say that you know what no it's it's also my friends it's just my f- female uh circle that i had around me yeah
0: okay okay cool i like that no because i think a lot of times some men are like like you <laughs> you hear them say like oh I was a terrible guy. And then I met my wife. I was a terrible guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a terrible man. I didn't really know how to be. A, I didn't know what the true meaning of manhood was. Yeah. And then I met my current girlfriend. And I'm thinking like, so like as great as it is to hear <laughs> that, like, OK, she changed you. Yeah. It's like, really, you're we're going to just put it in that space. So I, I just wanted you to confirm because yeah. I don't want listeners to think it's just attached to you know, romantic, so that, yeah. you know, situations. But uh, but I hear that. You but know, that, women. that just
1: means that that man just ignore every other woman until that person he had friends right. for. That, right. That's all that is. Because like I said, like I can remember as early as 10, 12, mm-hmm. like my friends just telling me things that a lot of it didn't, didn't resonate, but some of it did. And today, you know what I mean? Like over 15 years later, it's still, it still st- stuck in my head. So those mm. are still guidelines that I use to this day. So I mean, if they saying now, I mean, I would give them a little pushback. That just means that you didn't hear what the other what everybody were saying. else is yeah. saying.
0: Exactly. That's facts. Yeah, no, I hear that. So with this whole, you know, manhood, and I think there's been like a rise and an uptick of like, yep. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but you know, I, I want to, I guess I'll say preachers or, or thought leaders in this manhood <laughs> space. Yeah. Everybody's trying to teach men how to be better men and mm. how to. You know, and all this words of there's an attack on the black man, or on the family, <laughs> all these kind of words and language thrown yeah, 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 yeah. around. And, you know, and then at the same time, you're having things like toxic masculinity and stuff. So That's. I want to hear from you when you hear toxic masculinity. Yeah. What what do you think? Like what comes to mind when you hear toxic masculinity?
1: To me, I, it comes to your fragile ego, mm. like as a man. Right. Like it's like um you can't feel a threat unless there's a sort of insecurity attached to whatever you see to be a threat. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense, but let me see if I could break it down in a way that, so um, I've recently had a guy come on my podcast and, and he's been spilling a lot of the stuff that I disagree with. Uh, And you can check that episode out. uh, I think it's called, uh, it's feature. I can't remember the name. Oh,
0: the last 1960s. The
1: last, yeah, the last, uh,
0: Traditional man. Traditional, man. traditional man yeah
1: <laughs> thank you um so which i find it interesting his view is that being a man meaning like you don't have emotion i was like but then that means that you're a robot right like right. having emotion doesn't make you less of a man right mm-hmm. like and i told him uh which is weird because when we were having a conversation on my podcast versus the messaging that he's put out there was different right mm. because when men get in a room with other men that are to know where they stand, you can't sway me, right? All you could do is try to, like, have a conversation with me. But right. if I was, like, looking for validation, he would have took me all around, right? right? Like, So the message that he put out there is, is is very different from when the conversation him and I had. Right. So when him and I was having a conversation, I could see some of the things he was saying. I was like, you know what? If you put it this way, um, I agree. But that wasn't how you were kind of spilling it. Like, it's like, you know, you're here to protect your wife, but your wife can't leave unless she has your permission.
0: Right. But it's like, so
1: how he puts it down is like, yo, if she's going to a dangerous place, I should be able to tell her, hey, this place is dangerous, don't go. Mm. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Versus you saying she your needs- wife can't leave unless she has your permission. Exactly. So do, those are two different messages, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to come back to what you're asking me, when you have this fragility in you as a man, mm-hmm. everything is a threat, right? Like, Watching, um, you know, let's say, uh, look, uh, you know, Lil Nas X yeah. expressing his sexuality is, bothers you, yeah. but that really shouldn't. Stresses who you out. <laughs> right? Like, you know, you guys are stressed about this. This man is living his truth. Yep. That means that you haven't, you're not there. You mm-hmm. can't tap into it. Mm-hmm. And instead of just embracing that, you think that like watching him will turn you gay. Like, yeah. that's not how it happens. I I believe that you're, you're born that way. Like, mm-hmm. that's who you are from the very beginning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and even saying that you tell people listen, you watch Bill Cosby. You never turned into a doctor. You didn't go to doc you, you didn't go to med school. Mm-hmm. You watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You didn't become a judge. So why do you why do you think that watching Lil Nas X would turn you know would change your sexuality orientation, which is weird to me, right? So right. but that just means that your manhood is not secure. Mm. Once you know who you are as a man, there's no threat. I've been given compliments. Uh, from gay people and I, and I, and I, I'm intrigued, right? I'm like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Okay. But it never made me feel like, yeah, oh my God. Like, oh, no, like I, yeah, listen, I'm, yeah. I'm me. I know that. Like it's, and a lot of people and it, it comes from, it's not, and I don't want to blame, but it's a culture, right? Like once again, the generation before us was using the tool that they were given for that time period. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now we realize, okay, those tools are outdated. Let's update that to figure out, you know what? There's a separation. This doesn't mean that. And it's about unlearning and learning what serves you moving forward. And a lot right. of us, because it's who we are, it's hard to let that go. You think mm-hmm. about it, like, if you thought, like, I don't know, imagine you're you're raised by a bear. You're like, oh, that was my mom.
0: <laughs> right? Okay. And then yep. one
1: day you realize, oh, no, that wasn't your mom. That would literally you know, distort every belief or whatever you had up until that point. And now you have to make a choice. Do I let go who I think I am mm. or who I thought I've been this whole time and and actually embrace who I am? Or do I just, no, no, this is more comfortable. So let mm. me stay in this zone and then continue to do that. But right. we do we do have, our, our ego is very fragile as men mm. in today's So you era. think
0: toxic masculinity is sort of when men exhibit things that are related to that fragile ego.
1: Yeah, because because you lean on that. You overly use that as your support system, mm-hmm. right? Once again, like, as a man, should you be assertive at a certain time? Sure. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't feel like you need to do that every time, right? Like, it's like, if, you know, you and your significant other, or even, like, even how you deal with your, like, your siblings or your friends and things like that, like, I don't always yell. Sometimes, yeah. sure. But it's, it's like, uh, eh, I don't need to like really overassert my manhood because I'm secure in who I am. Right. So it's toxic where you're trying to fill the void mm. because you're insecure within yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you lean too much on one side, and and you know if you if you go to the gym and you only work out your right hand, your left hand gonna be pretty weak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're killing the analogy. I that mean, I'm the, you
1: know okay, I t- t- right. I'm trying to break it down in the simplest format because sometimes in the head it's a little bit complex, but it's trying to give it in a more digestible way.
0: No, I like that because I think for me, when I think of toxic masculinity, again, um, going back to what you said, even about Lil Nas X or, you know, being uncomfortable with other people displaying their masculinity in different forms, because I think to me one aspect of toxic masculinity is thinking that masculinity exists in just like a really small box. Mm. Whether it's the way that you dress or the way that you talk, the way you approach women, the way that you hang out with your friends. You know what I mean? Like just very, in this very like machismo type of way and thinking that that's the only way that you can like walk through life. I think for me, like that's what I kind of see and imagine because I feel like it's also very limiting. And in as much as, Men think that, and as much as not just men, but all of us in general, think that, okay, uh, toxic masculinity affects women or affects, you know, non-binary or other people. It also affects men too, because you're telling me that you're trying to live up to this small way of Mm. thinking, of performing, that it doesn't affect your mental health, it doesn't mess with you in any way. Like, there's no way that you have all this pressure on you. Especially when we're not adding race and all these other like, categories that you're, not, that you're not breaking down. You're not like, damn, like, let me just stop acting, mm. man. Like, you know? So, yeah, that's my thought on that. No, and it,
1: it's it, it it, it super dangerous. Uh, a good friend of mine recently, mother, passed away. Uh, and I've seen him show no emotion. And that, to me, was scary because mm. my mother is the most important thing in my life. I have a greater relationship with my mom than my dad. Mm. So I can't even put myself in that, in that space to think about it. And seeing somebody lose their mother and show no emotion, I'm like, oh, he's in trouble, right? Because it's, it's going to happen. And mm-hmm. then he told me, like, yo, he was fine for, like, the first couple of days. And then we, he went to the house and he started looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. And he sat there and cried for, like, four hours. <clears throat> like, he was like, yo, I couldn't. I was like, yeah, but you know what? That's because you kept that up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as a thing. and. And that's what men don't, don't realize is eventually it's going to get to you. like yeah. And it's going to get to you in the places or at the time that you're not ready to embrace it. And it's going to be tough. It could be in public. Yeah. It could be you giving out a speech at somebody's wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be anything could trigger that because, you know, you think about it. You keep stuffing things in your closet mm. and closing the door.
0: <laughs> One analogy, of these days. You know, another coming, analogy. You, know I mean? you <laughs>
1: see me? And then the day that there's no more space, you're trying to open to put something else, everything's going to fall It's mm-hmm, avalanche, right? Mm-hmm. It starts um, in that way. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's we're definitely the generation that, that I've decided, you know what? We're going to try to do something about
0: exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And it's funny you say that too, because even, and I don't necessarily consider this to be like toxic masculinity. Sometimes I go back and forth on this aspect, but the, even this idea of like, men being providers and and what providers and protectors Protect and provide, yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that those th- that's toxic, but I do think that it puts a lot of pressure on men. Of course. And I think that if we're going to if we're going to say, you know, like men should be allowed to, you know, explore, navigate, yeah. figure out their place in life other than just being providers and protectors, then I think we can say that maybe that has sort of contributed that it could be a little toxic mm-hmm. if, if a lot of pressure is put on man like you get what I mean because I yeah. think for example The Game for those who are listening I don't know The Game is a very popular American rapper Kay. well it used to be not so much what do you do he came on Twitter one day this was like months ago and started talking about you know oh, yeah. like <laughs> if uh, uh, why are you making your, your girl split the bills yeah. is she giving you half the pump pum mm-hmm. <laughs> you know why are you making her split the bills I, I would pay everything, you know, I would mm-hmm. pay for everything yeah. and let her keep hers. I would, and, you know, face value surface level, looks great, but yeah. my guy, 20. you are in a position that you're able to do that for yeah. you and your woman. That's wonderful. Yeah. The average man may not be able to do that in this economy. Uh, I mean, you need two incomes, my guy. So, you know, even like, yes, it's very great. You want to big up yourself and beat your chest that you can provide and protect my woman, yeah. da, 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 da. But. At the end of the day, what happens when you're in a position that you can't do that? Yeah, You know, are you then less of a man because yeah. you like what happens when you lose your job? We're in a pandemic. People took salary yeah. cuts, lost their job. You know what I mean? So I think even as a woman, like I used to also give into that. I used to be like, oh, rah, rah, rah. I need a man who's making da, on, da, 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 Big
1: dollar. Dollar, <laughs> dollar, son. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, uh, they, I like and I still obviously, you know, I still have my standards, but. I I said this to myself, you know, and this is a challenge I put on myself. I want the men around me to explore who they are in yeah. this world outside of just being my protector and my pr- and my provider or providing for me. You know, yeah. like I want you to go beyond. Like, what else can you do? What else are you? You know. Right. So, that's my thought on that. The, <laughs> the the,
1: the game putting something up. Number one, he knew that I was gonna rip on Twitter, and then mm-hmm. unfortunately, we're we're in an era where clout overtakes on everything. Me and you had this mini conversation about clout versus yes um, just the reality of everything right like clout is such a big thing right now because we see people getting paid from it so that's what everybody lean towards nobody care about skill set or turning or, or even developing something it's like yo all i need is to be clout based and then i could whatever mm-hmm. but clout with zero preparation it's uh it's a you know it's a bomb waiting to explode in your face because once you get the clout and you don't have the skill set or whatever to match that, you're it's going to feel worse than anything. Mm. So back to the game, yeah, like he knew that was going to rip, that was going to create a conversation. And the game is speaking from a place of privilege because that's when you're exactly a multi-millionaire, like, of course, you're going to pay for everything. That's, yeah. a, that's a given. But guess what? You're speaking for 1% of the world. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I'm sure even for him, 10 years ago, his financial everything was different. Mm-hmm. So we... As people elevate. And then we start to look at people below us like, yo, why are you not elevated? Mm. You even forget what it took for you to, to get, get there. there. Like, you're yeah. the anomaly to these equations, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, think about that. And then now you're putting in like something that's the average person. Because whenever we're speaking to people, we got to speak from a place that like more people don't have it than those that have it. So mm. if I'm trying to put a message in out there, it's going to affect the average person. Like, rich people become rich because broke people overspend. Mm. Right. Like they, It's not bec- rich people are overspending. They barely even spend their money. Mm. Right. So and it's that too. And then for me also dating somebody, I, I, I make a good amount of money. I'm blessed. This person was making twice as much. This woman I was dating. Think wow. about that. Right. Damn. Okay. So but that, that didn't bother me. And I didn't all of a sudden felt like I was less of a man because guess what? For the things she needed me in her life for, I still needed to do it. As a right. man, I need to, to some extent, provide some l- level of guidance or whatever it is. Right. The places that I had strength in, I took care of it. The places the she that she was strong in. and she took care of it mm-hmm. because we we didn't have a financial, but we, we both was making great money. So we were able to just, yo, enjoy each other. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, who's paying for this? It's, and that was seamless. But once again, It didn't make me feel less of a man Because I I, Once again, like Once you Have these You know, protect and provide Yeah, but protect and provide Mean different things In different situations Right, right? like Like,
0: Providing doesn't just mean Providing money Exactly
1: Financial uh not financial support, sorry, emotional mm. support. Even being able to have a great intellectual conversation with somebody. Yeah. Some of you guys can't tap into it. So <laughs> guess all you got Shade. is money, right? Like <laughs> Shade. So you know, money comes and goes. Like,
0: you Ex- know, yo. tap into
1: who you are. If you're funny, crack jokes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, funny enough, I tell my little brother this all the time. Your words will get you far in life. Yeah. They will. Like far in life. So Focus on that, like focus on being who you are, and really tap into that to to the max. You know what I mean? And um, yeah,
0: no, that's a really good point. And obviously, yeah, like you said, the game is definitely coming from a place of privilege. But let's go a little bit deeper to this toxic masculinity thing. Deep. I want to ask you a personal question. can you think back to a situation when you, you know, exhibited maybe toxic masculinity mm. and reflecting on it now where even after that situation you sat back and you were like dang i wasn't you know i shouldn't have done that i I should have done yeah yeah exactly for lack of a better word i was tripping yeah
1: no facts i mean i i've i've started the journey of bettering myself uh it's it hasn't been that long so i'm still like i'm still scratching the surface so Mm. for most of my life i was moving around um based on what the, the people, the older people that were older than me, what they showed me, mm. what I've seen and my dad, how he was doing and things like that. So one time I remember I was dating this girl at the time and this is a long time ago mm-hmm. and this girl was way older than me. She was, I was 21. She was 28.
0: You were 21. She was 28. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, first I mean, of all, shout I mean, out to her for dating a man seven years younger than her. I mean, but when, anyway, when you, I digress. When, when
1: you're mentally elevating, I'm just joking. But honestly, <laughs> I, I've always... Uh, pull towards a lot more mature like Mm. because that's just that's just me I love to talk and all this stuff and you can't sometimes you can't tap into that uh with people that have less less life experience or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um so so back to what I'm saying she was older so she was always like yeah bro you can't wear sneakers everywhere I'm like why not like I'm that's what I do you know what I'm saying I pull up with my sneakers and one time she was inviting (laughs) me (laughs) oh lord, this is so super she was inviting me to go um her in-laws was having an engagement party or whatever it was, and she wanted me to be there with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go. And she's like, why not? I was like, I just don't want to. Why? Uh, I don't need to explain myself to you. I don't want to go. Mm. And, I, and I literally stood and I didn't go. Now, right? When I look back at that, that was wild. I'm surprised she didn't break up with me right after. Mm-hmm. Because to offer somebody a, with no context. Yeah. I don't need like. To explain it's myself almost to like you. you're not even considering the person's feeling that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So if I say I care about you, mm. I need to be able to adjust
0: mm.
1: to, and I'm not always gonna get it right. But it's the attempt. I would try. Like I said, even to this day, I'm not saying that I'm. I've done worked. No, no, no. I'm still, you know, the toxic is still in me. Being able to identify it, mm-hmm. being that's able key. to now take that away. Be like, okay, cool. Like yeah, that's still in you, but improve it you know a bit by bit you know what i mean my mm-hmm. high school football you know here comes the um the analogy again my high school football coach told us one day if as a team with 53 people work we get better we get better by a percent every mm. day in 30 days we're 30 percent better as a team right and then when you add that you understand the compound interest kind of mm-hmm. thinking what are we at in a year right so mm-hmm. for me that's how i apply it to my life i just need to be one percent better every day mm-hmm. so within a year 365 i'm 365 better, better than, than what i was and that year. the mm-hmm. increment thing that you you don't you don't see it right away but if somebody doesn't speak to you for a year the next time they have a conversation with you they're going to feel that instant yeah. Yeah. right and and that's all i try to tap into at least but That's one of the examples I could think of right off the bat. But I'm going to be honest with you. I used to do a lot of things that Mm. I'm not proud of, Mm. but I didn't know better.
0: Mm.
1: Right. And that's not an excuse. But now that I know, I'm definitely intentionally working towards that to at least just be a little bit better. Right. It's going to take time because Mm -hmm. I took 30 years to get to this place. Might take another 30 for me to get back to the other side. But hopefully it's, you know.
0: Yeah. Incremental changes like you said. That, that's it. All right. So you said, you know, you used to do a lot of things you're not proud of and mm. you didn't know any better. Yeah. What was that moment where you the light bulb went off and you suddenly knew better?
1: Um and, and once again, I I mean, I, I big up women a lot and I mm. think that women are important. I mean, for for me at least. The mm. the one time when and this is a couple of years ago, I was in a relationship that was going great. Um and then the inevitable happened. And I was in love with this person. I didn't even realize it at the time because I've always denied that. Like, I grew up on 50 Cent, like, show no love. <laughs> love will get you killed, right? Like, this is where, this is, I, I've literally, you were really that's my favorite quote. You were really 50
0: Cent's lyrics. Exactly. And trying to change my relationship?
1: That. Unfortunately. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, having that imprint in me uh, and falling in love with somebody, not realizing it, and then all of a sudden, this thing falls apart, right? right? And then at that point, because I thought that was going to be it. Like, I thought, OK, this is the woman or whatever it is. It, you know, it, my whole world came apart in just a matter of weeks after mm. spending a year with this person. And at that point, I was like, Yo, this can't be it. Because up until that point, again, I'm like dating girl after girl, mm. situation after situation. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. Doesn't mm. feel good. Mm. I got to go back to dating again. What's your favorite color? Yo, What's your have sign? you eaten today? What's your, What's your horoscope about? sign? Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I just learned what this girl likes. Like, I mean, it took a year but I'm just like, I'm just finding like, yo, I know what her <laughs> favorite ice cream, because for me dating at the time, I, I didn't even tap into these things. And right. that's, you know, I, and it really felt like. You couldn't even breathe. It, it was it was very intense, the feeling that I felt. Mm. And then, um, and at the time I, I started listening to podcasts and then they used to talk about therapy a lot. And I was mm. like, yeah, maybe this is the, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know what else to do, right? Mm. Like, and nobody around me understood how I was feeling because I've never exhibited that. I never showed that emotional me breaking down kind of thing. And and I, I to be honest with you, I just got tired of that feeling of, going through woman after woman and things like that. And when I finally thought this was it, it wasn't it. So like, how do I get back to it? Because at that point, two things was going to happen. Mm. It took, so now when I went to therapy, I realized why I was that way. Because when I was really young, I was heartbroken. So I never wanted to feel that pain. So then what that translated into is going from woman to woman. So that means anytime me and you start to really draw a connection, I've I, I run from that.
0: Right, so when you say heartbroken, was it like romantically, or was it heartbroken from family members, all that type no, of no, stuff? No, no, romantically.
1: Too? Okay, romantically.
0: And you just held on to that.
1: Yeah, and, and it's crazy what, what you hold on to. Like, as, as a, as a, and this is the craziest thing. Right, like it'll be like the thing that you are like, huh? Like, what you like? I was, I think I was even like thirteen, fourteen. But that to this like, I'm day, I'm not gonna
0: lie. There, we like women do say that women are like men want to say that they're stronger than us, but they get their heartbroken once at fourteen. Mm. Now they're thirty and they're still saying, oh. F girls get money and I'm like ah, so it really is true because yeah
1: cuz cuz we're not told that like you're going to get over it, you're going to get through it you're going to cry you know who who's telling you bro you you got heartbroken. yo what you mean you crying? yo let's go to the strip club what's wrong with this you know what I mean that's how we treat each other mm. so you don't even get time women get time to grieve when they go yeah. through a breakup mm. I never used to understand when like women couldn't date right after I'm like what you mean oh my goodness but now I understand <laughs> it because now I can't do it anymore right like yeah. I can't go like, I could spend a week with you and, and feel some sort of emotional connection and can't get over that for yeah. maybe two months.
0: I need a break. I you just know what I mean? It's like, on. oh, well, this, this, <laughs> is, this is intense.
1: <laughs> but how I was masking my hurt is that I was going woman after woman. Mm. And as soon as it felt like it was getting to the love place, I ran. Mm. I literally was self-destruct. Mm. So that took 10 years. It took me 10 years to fall in love again. Wow. Right? So then now, when I finally get there and it's like, oh, no, this is not it, taking it away from you. So either I continue this, whatever I thought I was doing. This, you know, it, like, see the problem is when you go to therapy for one thing. It's like when you go oh, to to get to all your oil all change and they tell you, oh, but your air filter is messed
0: and up. And this is also your windshield your, wipers. <laughs> so, now, nah, when you go, it all so comes there, yeah. out. See, I'm starting to get into therapy now because mm-hmm. I feel like for a long time I've just been operating on this. My will will get me. I've just been whew, yeah. going, 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 and I'm like. Mm. I need to talk some things Mm. out, and it's crazy the things that will be uncovered when Mm. you are sitting on that couch, or you know, if it's virtual, whatever you know. So,
1: I mean, I went in there and realized that, you know, just many things like how our family dynamic affected me as a young man into how I deal with people. I learned that, you know, my parents, to the best of their ability, and I'm not trying to blame everything on them, but Mm -hmm. they just in some ways they did a horrible job because that's also what their parents did to them, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, we have this toxic relationship and my parents are always like, yo, but, you know, we're your parents. You're just supposed to get over it. Mm-hmm. And I've just now, and I'm talking a couple months ago, started putting my foot down, like, no.
0: And creating boundaries. Bro, if you don't, if you don't talk
1: to me a certain way, I'm not dealing with you, ex- blank period.
0: Exactly. Especially, sorry to cut you off, especially yeah. as African children Ooh, growing yeah. up, you need to, at some point. African
1: parents don't know boundaries.
0: Prove boundaries uh. between yourself and your parents.
1: And it's tough because. Ah, uh, you need to. So the thing is too, like now that I'm realizing it, that two things that my parents had over me. Physical, meaning that they could beat you mm-hmm. when you was younger. And then the financial aspect. Yep. Where I'm at today, those things no longer work. Mm-hmm. So like back then it was like, yo, I'm going to kick you out. Right? Yeah, and my dad yeah. has kicked me out with almost no money in my pocket and then I, I I remember this vividly when I was leaving knowing like what is going to happen to me but mm-hmm. part of it too that's where I'm at and that and, and this is why I'm able to create things you know in therapy I learned that you know staying busy is a it's a response to trauma oh
0: Jesus. it's a trauma response I feel like this episode is a therapy session yeah, I mean we be busy <laughs> <laughs> it just
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean and, and so think about that. And I'm like, here I am, like, I'm on a high every time. And, and you know this, like, I do like a million different things. I'm like, it's a trauma response. I thought <laughs> I was just getting to the back. I was just getting to the back. But then you look at it. Okay, you got plenty of back. So it, it can not be about that, right? Yeah. And then now you're like, yeah, I'm going to take some time for myself. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I love to do in COVID has put a damper to it. I'm not like a big, like, oh, I need to travel the world things. Mm. Uh, but I've been to the south of France in 2019. And it's been the greatest feeling ever. And I'm still kind of chasing that because mm-hmm. I was in a world where nobody knew who I was and I could just wake up at seven o'clock and go get coffee and, and, right. and just feel some sort of just normalcy, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas in here, everything I do is on schedule. Everything I do is a calendar. It's a yep. date. It's a drive. It's, it's, it's just, and then being able to be in an environment where like, there's no urgency. Nobody knows you You ain't got no party to host. You ain't got no podcast to put out. You ain't got no video. You know I mean? You're just like, OK, cool, I could just exist. And um yeah, that's 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 where we are. I I, I kind of I don't know if we got away from the question. No, no,
0: no. You definitely answered it. Um, <laughs> you answered it. You talked about that light bulb and, you know, you, you said, you know, there's got to be more than this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So so just to, 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 to wrap too. it up.
1: So, yeah, that was that. So that was the crossword. So either I continue in this way or I get better. And I decided, you know what? uh i need to go and and get that help it was necessary for me mm-hmm. and and i think every man it could be something different like uh the you know that was the ultimate let's go but i think even talking about like my dad kicking me out because i didn't wash a pot knowing that i had no money and you know it's still painful to the, like me talking about it now yeah. but it definitely is part of who i am right like mm-hmm. it's just that I couldn't imagine doing that to my kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I couldn't. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah.
0: And I think you know, like I know you. You went in thinking, okay, my issue was that I was heartbroken. Mm. Let's fix that. But I think all that other stuff, like you mentioned, you know, your relationship fact. with your dad, the family dynamics all that stuff, it attributed to it too. Oh, that's a fact. It yeah. probably made that heartbreak mm. even worse. That you're like, yo, f all this. It's just me. You know what I mean. So. Yeah.
1: And this is why I have a hard time letting people in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because once again, my parents are very overbearing, mm-hmm. so I've had to like put boundaries for them. So anytime yeah. I'm even dating somebody, and this trigger points to that relationship, because my dad does this thing. For example, he'll call you ten times in a row. It right. feels like when he calls you, you need to answer. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you, unless you're it. dead. Mm-hmm. Recently, I had to tell him you, because I left my phone, and he, my dad called, disowned me, cursed me out in one message, but I didn't even have my phone. <laughs> Right. <laughs> think about that and then when I got to I was like I don't know what all of this is I didn't have my phone and then he completely switched so now when I'm dating somebody right and you call me more than three times I'm already triggered mm-hmm. now it's nothing that you're doing it's but it's that so then what I do is right. I set boundaries because right. it reminds me again of the dynamic of me and my father right, right. so like, think about it like, and that affects the relationship so yeah, girl called you more than a couple of times all of a sudden you're in a different mood that affect how you deal with her, how y'all talk to each other, mm-hmm. and then I could go south very yeah. quick.
0: Next thing you're thinking you, about. And that. then that's
1: it. And then you like, okay, this is done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm moving on to the next one. And
0: yep. And just, the same the cycle will repeat itself I, with the I next could, one.
1: And this is why I had to go figure it out because yeah. it's tough. But yeah, that's that's that was my you know, my
0: turning point. I see that. <laughs> Thank you for being transparent, Hey man, we're Thank here for you. that. How do I want to end this? Let's end it like this, right? So mm. that was sort of your turning point, and therapy has been a big tool for you, yeah. right? What would you sort of say to other men? You know, you're like, you're you're in your sort of coming of age into your manhood story right now. You're about 30, 31, right? Are you 32? 32.
1: I just turned 32 in May.
0: Damn, you're getting old, sir. i
1: mean, I'm, you know, a couple of grays in a beer, and, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to sort of end up this segment by saying then. What would you say to, you know, young men or or honestly of any age yeah. <laughs> who are sort of also in that coming of age story for themselves, who are, you know, walking intentionally, you know, trying to learn what, is it, what does it mean to actually be a man outside of what I've previously been practicing or previously yeah. been told? You know, what is it, what would you sort of tell them? Like, how should they sort of, I guess, seek further you know, are there any things that helped you? Are there any books, any podcasts, any, yeah. you know, outside of therapy? I know therapy is a key one that also provides tools, but you know, outside of that too, if someone's if they're questioning, you know, where should they start?
1: Where should they start? Um <sighs> I'm usually good. This probably so it's, it's it's a good question, tough because I feel like everybody's journey and, and and stage is the same for me. So I'll share what helped me and then maybe yeah, and then people you guys can, listening in could to for me. That's true uh, cuz everybody one, is different. That's true. One book that changed my whole concept and the way I think is The Four Agreements. The
0: Four Agreements.
1: Be intentional with your words. Mm. Don't take anything personal. Mm. Um do your best and never assume. When, when I read the book and what it really what it really taught me is that once I go through this check system,
0: mm. it
1: it allows me to even like never take, I think it was the fourth one was don't take anything personal. Mm. So like, let's say uh, I ask somebody to do me a favor and they say, no,
0: mm.
1: don't take it personal.
0: Right. Because
1: that person is responding to you mm-hmm. from where they're at, not what you did to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is a big thing because I used to take everything personal. Yeah. I'm the guy that studied everybody.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, we talk I about relate. this, like mm-hmm. that's,
1: and, and that's part of like, I don't know if it's toxic yet or not. It, it might be. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it might is, because right? I
0: think I I probably exhibit a little bit of that. I'm very, <laughs> like I'll walk into a room and I'm very observant yeah. and I might take certain oh,
1: things. Man, I, I go I go research you. Like forget about googling. Like I'm researching you. Where you from? Where you born? Who's your parents? How did you get here? Like what's <laughs> sure, your strengths? That, what's your that, weaknesses? Okay,
0: that might be a little toxic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because but I to that. me that's
1: how you were taught. Like you got to be prepared. Don't underestimate right. anybody. Mm. I'm in a position I am today because a lot of people underestimated me. Mm. a lot of people gave me oh, yeah, it's not gonna work. it's like mm. what like, because you you don't you don't control how much effort a person is willing to put in, yeah, so you can't really you know you either be part of the person's success story or you become he's the train and then you got to get out the way when he's coming right. right um so sorry, so back to what I was saying there's like that 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 book changed my whole perspective. Mm. And because I started to, to be intentional moving forward. And then the heartbreak sent me to therapy. And that's also, um, you know, helped me uh, become, or at least try to be well-rounded. Listen to what people tell you. Don't always take everything in, but but be intentional and listen I always intend to reply. Like, take in what people tell you. Right. And I think the places where you should listen to the most, and to be honest with you with me, it's all woman, right? Like... Woman will tell you things before you're ready to hear it mm. and don't always feel like your manhood is being challenged. Like, it's okay to be like, oh, Yo, you know what? I was wrong. Like, it's okay to also question yourself. Mm. Right? Like, when you look in the mirror, because a lot of time we, especially now we got personas, you know, Mr. Activated or whatever it is, but. Outside of everything else that I do, who am I? When I look in the mirror, are you proud of this person that you're looking at?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And
1: and if you were to ask for like, you know, reviews, what would others say? What would people say, say about, about you? you. Yeah. The one thing that for me and I and, and sometimes I bump heads with a lot of people, but even the people I bump heads with. Right. They don't have anything bad to say because yo, be integrity to me. is everything. Yeah. You might not like my delivery. You might not like or whatever, but you there's no way that you could find that i'm trying to get one over you or trying to like do something malicious because i'm very intentional to me integrity Mm -hmm. is worth everything it's not about money right Mm because good mannerism get you places where money won't Mm
0: I invited you. I was like, this, I know this is going to be a good conversation. Mm. I know we were going to get into it, but I didn't know how deep we were going to go. But you took it there and I appreciate you. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I'm going to switch up the energy a little bit. This is the Boa podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a little segment where we want to get to know our guests a little bit better. Right. So, you know, I'm going to ask you four questions. And without thinking too hard, just yep. just give me an answer. Okay. All right. First one. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow and saw a million dollars in your in your account?
1: Throw my phone away.
0: (laughs) You don't want to talk to nobody? You wanna hear anything? Nothing.
1: My phone my first is the first thing to go.
0: Okay. Yeah. The phone is out. Out. Okay. Because too
1: many people have this phone. I've I've had this number since I moved to Toronto, which is in two
0: thousand eight. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I hear that. So it's just too much access. My phone is
1: gone and then I'm probably going to go somewhere remote and then get my family to join me there at some point.
0: Okay. You've uh, right. <laughs> really remote, I might thought go, about this. I might go
1: to my cottage. Okay. Yeah. okay. I thought about it because I think that I'm, I'm going to get there one day, Amazing. even in terms okay. of like success and whatever. Uh, so I already have that plan and set up because to me, once you get to that level, you really got to isolate yourself from yeah. anything else.
0: All right. Second question. And you don't have any that I can see. So I'm interested to see what you're going to, what mm. you're going to answer for this one, but tattoos or piercings and Why?
1: If, if I want to get some.
0: Yeah. I will
1: get tattoos because piercing to me, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I, once again, I grew up in an era where, like, you yeah, uh, yeah. didn't really do that. Yeah. And my dad is literally like instilled that in me, like, only woman pierced it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So even growing up, like, me wearing a do rag in the house was a big problem.
0: Bro. Huge. African parents and do rags?
1: It was, it was like, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that. This is for waves. This ain't got nothing to do. No, you're trying to be a woman. politics is African Americans were yeah. slaves. <laughs> and, t- Oh, my God. So uh, oh, I would get a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo, no piercing. Um, I, for whatever reason, that's one thing I never gravitate towards. And now I'm like, uh, like what am mm-hmm. I tattooing on my body for? But I would probably tattoo my wedding band oh, yeah, yeah, into yeah. my finger. Yeah, I like I would, that.
0: I would do that. That's cool. Okay. Uh, third question. Favorite drink that you're currently enjoying, alcoholic or non-alcoholic?
1: Uh, water. I'm enjoying a lot of water right now.
0: Really? I yeah. think we're going to hit us with some Hennessy, Casamigos, mm-hmm. water.
1: Because alcohol, you, you know, you, you, you it affects you in a very negative way, especially. Amazing. and you, okay. And I, I'm in tune enough to know, like, yesterday I had a great night, and then, you know, I woke up today and was like, yeah, we had a little too much rum
0: <laughs> last
1: night. But honestly, I've been drinking water like crazy
0: these yeah. days. Man, water is good for you. It's good yeah. for your skin, your health, everything.
1: So water, I'll go water.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and the last question. Okay, water. Um, the last question. You're going out Mm. with your your homies or your girl? Yeah. The DJ plays your favorite song. What dance move are we hitting them with first?
1: Uh, two step. You can't go wrong with a two step. Like two step fits in every song, and that's usually my warm up. I two step first. (laughs) It's your warm up. One two one two. Okay. You You just. At least a two-step. You can't go wrong with a two-step. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you got to think about it, Before you start to graduate, and, and hosting will, will almost force you to dance at some point. Right. And I've had to fine-tune my dancing. My brother-in-law <laughs> actually told me I've gotten better at it from when I started. I didn't know I was that bad. But right. But like I said, I embrace every part of who I am. hmm But I usually warm up with a two-step. And depending on what song, sometimes they drop in a zone so I can, okay, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But two-step is, for me, it's like, you know, That's, to learn how to run, you got to crawl yeah, first. Yeah, right? That's my... <laughs> all
0: right. Well, those are my all my the, the questions I had for you. Thank you, Ibu, for coming through. Thank you. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey with us. I'm sure the listeners would definitely, you know, take something away.
1: I hope they do. I hope they appreciate it and uh, I appreciate you for allowing yeah. me to come here and spill it's such a you know relief because i love to talk as you could see yeah Uh, but i'm always asking questions and driving conversations so this was just good to like
0: to be on the other side right these things off my chest i'm glad i'm so glad you could do that here on the but what do i know podcast you know all right but before i let you go let the people know how they can you know where they can find you how they can connect with you And the activated podcast, all that you do, uh, you know, drop some socials for us.
1: Um, so let's start with the easiest thing, the Instagram. You can follow me, it's Mr. underscore activated. Mm-hmm. My personal page, my podcast page is Activated Podcast, as you hear it. Um uh, A C uh see I'm about to mess up the spelling. A-C-T-I-V-A-T-E-D podcast. Activated Good. podcast. <laughs> um also I have a YouTube channel which I'm trying to uh, show my homeland and, and put that on the map a bit, which is Niger. Uh, I get it all the time. You're the only one that we know from there. So I've actually been going back in the last couple of years and been creating these vlog series. Mm, so if you're dope. interested in, in, in learning about that country or even seeing some, which I think is dope visuals that I put together because everybody seems to like love it, uh, you could go on YouTube. It's Activated Podcast. I mean, shit. Ch- thank you. appreciate it. No, nah, um, don't worry.
0: Did you see all that he just listed? I mean... The, the personal page, the podcast. Yeah, I feel page, like I'm radio even forgetting the stuff.
1: We gotta throw that in. This
0: sort of flex was
1: brought to you by <laughs> I'm also a real realtor. No, I'm just joking. I, I was gonna say a real estate <laughs> investor. Uh, I like, was
0: <laughs> uh, right, yeah right. I
1: mean at the end of the day, I'm just you know, just Ibu. I'm just a regular guy trying to trying to figure
0: it out. Okay, I like that. We're all trying to figure it out with you. <laughs> all right, ibu. thanks for coming once again. Appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Peace.
0: So with that, we are at the end of this episode. Thank you, Ibu, for joining me and having this conversation. It's one that I have honestly been looking forward to having, and I'm so glad I had it with you. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you for sharing, you know, your past and what you're doing now and, you know, the new ways in which you now look at masculinity and your manhood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all the listeners, thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Ibu and I hope, you know, you took a few things away. Please feel free to share this episode with someone you feel will enjoy it who needs to hear it. As always, you know, feel free to interact with us with the posts on Instagram or Twitter at BWDIK podcast. Make sure that you are liking, subscribing, commenting on any streaming platform that you're using to listen. And as always, take care of yourself, drink your water, mind the business that pays you. And I will talk to you all real soon. Bye for now.